This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Trashy Divorces, your favorite good podcast about bad relationships. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends, I'm Alicia. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time. I'm really excited about today's show, Stacy. Who do you have for us? I am bringing all of our trash pandas, saving the best for last, the beautiful, the lovely, the talented, the acclaimed Vanessa Williams. Who powered through it. Incredible story. Two divorces, as well as the whole Miss America mm-hmm. fiasco and apology included, she really is a fantastic character. Oh, yeah. Perseverance, spirit, and, you know, wildly successful overcoming story. It's great. All the things we love in a trashy divorce. Mm-hmm. Time is money and pageants. Everyone don your tiara. Polish them up. Let's get this show on the road and go, go, go. So, Alicia, you have the story of a very beautiful person who so beautifully Miss America, if you will. That's exactly it. Vanessa Williams first made a name for herself in 1983 when she won the Miss America pageant at the young age of 20. Kind of remember. She made history that day as well because it was the first time a black woman had ever been Miss America. It was an enormous deal. It was a big deal. Almost a full year later. Vanessa was also the focus of an enormous scandal when nude photos she had taken before competing in the pageant were leaked. She resigned the Miss America title with only a month left in her reign. But if the Miss America executives thought that Vanessa Williams would hide away in shame and let them defeat her, they could not have been more wrong. Hmm. Since then, Vanessa Williams has accomplished just about everything there is to accomplish in the entertainment industry. She became one of the most successful recording artists. She's been nominated for 11 Grammys. Wow. Her incredible talent doesn't stop there with her beautiful voice, though. Vanessa Williams has starred on Broadway and been nominated for a Tony. (laughs) She's starred in films and television with countless Screen Actors Guild Awards, the NAACP Image Award, Emmy nominations, and even a few wins for Soul Food, Desperate Housewives, and Ugly Betty. (laughs) Vanessa's even earned a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I mean, it sounds like it at this point, yeah. Professionally accomplished, but also some personal successes here. Vanessa is most proud of being the mother of four children. Hmm. Melanie, Jillian, Devin, and Sasha. For our purposes here on Trashy Divorces, Vanessa has been married three times Hmm. with two divorces under her belt. My, my. Now as she approaches her 60th birthday... Vanessa seems to have figured out what it takes to balance her phenomenal career and have a successful marriage. Let's get into it. Vanessa Williams was born March 18, 1963, the first child to her parents, Helen and Milton. They sound nice, don't they? Ironically, Helen, her mom, chooses a birth announcement that says, here she is, Miss America. Oh, that is ironic. Even though... 
she had no aspirations of pageant mm-hmm. life for her new baby girl. Vanessa's only sibling, a brother named Chris, was born in November of 1967, and her parents, Helen and Milton Williams, will move their young family to the New York suburb of Millwood. They want the family to grow up in a safe neighborhood with good schools and those traditional family values. Vanessa, though, is always a rebellious, strong-willed child. Her mom is very open about how difficult Vanessa was to parent because Vanessa would do just kind of what she wanted to do, regardless of what her parents said. It's a great, easy, easy kid. When she was younger, the consequences of her rebellion were sometimes only minor, but as she got a little bit older, the consequences, what, of my own behavior, get a little bigger. By the time Vanessa's in high school, she's frequently in trouble with her parents and has an especially challenging relationship with Mama. When Vanessa starts dating Bruce Hansen, her parents do not approve. Vanessa writes, my parents couldn't stand us together. I was impulsive and Bruce was ready for anything, which was a dangerous combination. My mom felt that I had this bright future, but I was willing to risk everything for Bruce. They couldn't control me. There was no punishment that mattered to me. Every time I was grounded, I'd sneak out anyway. Bruce always let me have my way, which infuriated my parents. They felt he didn't respect their rules. Yeah, it sounds like he didn't. No, no, Bruce. Sounds like neither of them did. No. The tension will reach a boiling point when Vanessa skips school one day and her mother comes home unexpectedly during the day to find Vanessa and Bruce having sex Mm. on the pull-out sofa. Oh, my God. Wow. Mama does a little, you have to leave that boy, and Vanessa refuses to stop dating Bruce. As Vanessa describes... Quote, it was crazy young love, unquote. When Vanessa was a senior in high school, Vanessa realizes she's pregnant, Mm. decides to have an abortion. She would later tell Nightline in an interview, being pregnant is the most frightening thing that happens in your life. I knew in high school that's something I was not prepared to do or fight or struggle with. The unplanned pregnancy, though, doesn't end her relationship with Bruce. The couple remains in love with each other, And after Vanessa graduated from high school, Bruce will follow Vanessa to Syracuse University. In 1985, Vanessa tells Rolling Stone magazine, We had this very intense relationship. Vanessa is still with Bruce when she wins the Miss America pageant. Wow. Mm -hmm. Staying power. During her sophomore year at Syracuse, Vanessa was starring in a theater production and sang the second time around and was spotted by someone who knew the director of the Miss Greater Syracuse pageant. Huzzah! (laughs) Vanessa reluctantly agreed to meet with the director after hearing about the scholarship money that she could win. (laughs) If she won Miss Greater Syracuse, she would win $500 for her junior year of college, which in the early 80s, 500 bucks, enormous. Probably covers all or most, yeah. The director, Vicki Longley, loved Vanessa and believed that Vanessa had what it took to go all the way to Miss America. After acing, easily winning the Miss Greater Syracuse pageant, Vicki and Vanessa begin training for the Miss New York pageant. They practiced her interview skills by recording their practice sessions and having Vanessa listen back to them to see where she could improve. They practiced 
walking gracefully in a swimsuit. They carefully chose her talent competition songs and planned her gowns and wardrobe for the pageant. And although most of the other women competing for Miss New York had been on the pageant circuit for years, Vanessa wins. She's very busy performing her duties as Miss New York while also preparing to compete in the Miss America pageant. Vanessa saw this as a little detour, quote unquote, (laughs) before getting back to her previous planned track. She wants to be on Broadway. I'm not a pageant girl. I just, this is money. One way or another you get there, right? When she gets to the Miss America pageant, Vanessa realizes that she was out of her element alongside all these other women who had been doing pageants their whole lives and knew the ins and outs of the entire scene. On the night of the nationally televised pageant, when it was down to the two final ladies, Vanessa Williams and Suzette Charles, it was obvious that history was going to be made no matter which one of them won. Both women were black and there had never been a Black Miss America before. Vanessa thinks that Suzette was more likely the winner because she was a pageant pro. Suzette Charles had been competing in pageants her whole life. She had won the Little Miss America pageant when she was very young. (laughs) Suzette had appeared in shows like Sesame Street and The Electric Company. And Atlantic City, where the pageant was taking place, was Suzette's hometown. Oh, wow. Hometown advantage. Vanessa's like, oh, yeah. This is. And, and she's been preparing for this her whole life. Exactly. So, okay. But when host Gary Collins announces the winner, it is Vanessa Williams. She was Miss America 1984 and the winner of, wait for it, a $25,000 scholarship. Wow. Vanessa immediately thought, well, there goes my junior year abroad in London. Oh, my God. <laughs> rats. Wow. And then it hits Vanessa. Wow. This is a big deal. This is a huge deal. She had just become the first black Miss America. So instead of studying abroad, Vanessa would spend the next year traveling 20,000 miles every single month, changing locations every 24 to 48 hours. Because she was in danger? <laughs> no, she's Miss America. No, I know, I know. It's an exhausting 11 months of speeches, parades, dinners, appearances, ribbon-cutting ceremonies, hosting events, doing interviews, and then it all comes to a screeching halt the last month of Vanessa Williams' reign as Miss America. What happens? How does the scandal come about? I need to know. Stay tuned. Okay. I'm going to tell you right after the break. We'll see you on the flip. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. 
When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disentel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disentel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Alicia, bring me the scandal. Oh, my. The situation that produced the scandal in 1984, goodness, caused the first Miss America ever to resign. It's hard to imagine by today's standards, 40 years on, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. With celebrity sex tapes and OnlyFans sites and racy selfies being fairly mainstream in the year of our 2022, we may today have a hard time understanding that some artistic nude photographs were so scandalous that the entire nation was talking about them. Here's how it all breaks out. (laughs) What happens? Well, talk of Vanessa Williams' erotic photographs were on every newspaper, talk show, and news program. Many people were outraged by what they called immoral and depraved conduct. Can we posit that many people claimed to be outraged? But continue. The response to news of the pictures was so extreme that Vanessa and her family members received death threats were called names, and the Miss America pageant insisted she resign because she had tarnished the glorious reputation of the pageant. Sure. We're supposed to exploit you. So what causes the scandal? Let's back up the bus just a little bit. 1982, before Vanessa Williams ever considered competing in the Miss America pageant, she had what she referred to as her Summer of Freedom. She's 19 years old, and she and Bruce are, to turn a phrase, on a break oh, are they? in their okay. relationship. Okay. And although Vanessa and Bruce are crazy in love, she describes that their love was so intense and intoxicating that it could also be a little suffocating at times. And Vanessa has said, Bruce, I need a little space. Let's go on a break. Mm-hmm. And even though it was Vanessa's self-proclaimed summer of freedom, she still had to work to earn spending money. Her parents paid for tuition, but the Williamses aren't a wealthy family, and her parents had also instilled a pretty strong work ethic in their kids from a young age and taught them to value hard work and independence and all that stuff. So Vanessa looks in the penny saver. (laughs) Remember the penny saver? Yeah, wow, yeah. So Vanessa goes, pulls out her local penny saver, looks in the classifieds, and she finds an ad for Models Wanted. Vanessa goes to the interview, and the owner, who she describes as a Henry VIII lookalike, complete with scruffy beard, jowls, and obesity, greeted her and asked, so you want to be a model? 
And Vanessa said, yes, thinking it would be like the easiest summer job of all time. Then he told her that he also needed a receptionist who could do makeup for the models when they came in to shoot their portfolios. Vanessa's a pretty smart cookie. It doesn't take her long to realize that this wasn't really a modeling agency, but a <laughs> registry where the Henry VIII lookalike would basically convince hopeful models to let him shoot their modeling portfolios at a cost. Mm-hmm. So Vanessa writes, that was his hook. Here's the package. I'll shoot it for a good price. And that's how he made his living. Tom also considered himself to be an artist. Little did I know he would become the biggest scam artist of my life. She told People magazine when Henry VIII lookalike presented the idea of nudes to her that the photos were merely silhouettes in which she'd be unidentifiable and that they would never, ever, ever leave the studio. In the end, Vanessa ended up posing for two different nude photo shoots for two different photographers, neither of which she signed any releases for. She had a bad feeling about one of the photo shoots almost immediately, so she and Bruce went back and asked for the negatives, which the photographer finally agreed to return. But when the scandal broke, it became obvious that that photographer had also kept a set for himself as well. Which he then sold to the tabloids. 100%. When he realizes he can make money on them after Vanessa Williams was chosen Miss America, he sells them to Penthouse Magazine after Playboy Magazine refused to purchase them. Wow. In a rare example of taking the moral high ground, (laughs) Hugh Hefner, previous Trashy Divorces alum, told Time Magazine during the scandal that he had turned down the photos when they were offered to him because publishing them would have been, quote, immoral and improper, unquote. Well, that's an unusual... Hef worried about things being amoral. I know, oh, right? A- again, a little, a little different than we normally see him. But Hefner will tell Time, the single victim in all of this was the young woman herself, whose right to make this decision was taken away from her. If she wanted to make this kind of statement, that would be her business. But the statement wasn't made by her. And although she had many supporters who did not believe she should resign her crown. Williams decided to do so, hoping to end the nightmare sooner. Just let's yeah. be done with this. Yeah. She gave a news conference explaining her decision in which she said, I am a fighter, but the potential harm to the pageant and the deep division that a fight may cause has convinced me that I must relinquish my title as Miss America. It is one thing to face up to a mistake that one makes in youth, but it is almost totally devastating to have to share it with the American public and the world at large. It has never been, and it is not my desire to injure in any way the title of Miss America. Later, elaborating on the scandal, she said that she never believed the photographs would be used for any purpose, as the photographer had verbally assured me. Last Friday, I heard the news that the pictures were going to be published. I also learned that the pageant had asked me to resign my title and I would have 72 hours to make my decision. I was shocked, surprised, and deeply hurt, as I am sure many American people were. 
After viewing the photos in Penthouse, I was enraged and I felt a deep sense of personal embarrassment. Penthouse publisher Bob Guccione disagreed with Vanessa Williams' version of events. I'm sure he did. He was quoted as saying, she did it with her eyes open. She has only herself to blame. Wow. Yeah. Because, he goes on, she was under an obligation to disclose to pageant officials that she had done something that, if it surfaced, might have been embarrassing to her and the pageant. Time reported that the photographer was paid more by Penthouse than Penthouse had ever paid for a photo spread before. After her resignation, Vanessa and her family were harassed terribly. They got hate mail. They got threats. Their home was vandalized. They had people frequently driving by and yelling slurs about Vanessa. Well, Alicia, you can kind of understand it because under the Constitution, that month without having a Miss America, (laughs) that's like got to be a national security matter, right? (sighs) It's terrible. It's terrible. It's Vanessa terrible. remembers people making rude comments to her while she's just walking down the street. Mm-hmm. She's just walking down to the drugstore. Yep. People yelling things at her. You should be ashamed of yourself. What a disgrace you are. Mm-hmm. Wow. One time, Vanessa is shopping in New York City, and she is booed by other shoppers. Back when life was the Twitter comment thread. It's people. Yeah, seriously. Now, Vanessa also does have supporters. She and her parents receive letters and telegrams expressing support for them and telling them to hang in there. One of these kind letters came from another former Miss America, actress Lee Merriweather, who writes to Vanessa. Dear Vanessa, this is a sad and terrible time for you, I'm sure. But please don't let this destroy you. You are a beautiful and talented young woman. Use these gifts. Remember, you will always be a Miss America, and I will always be proud of you. Be brave and strong, my girl, as I know you can and must be. Love your friends and sister, Lee Merriweather. Oh, we can't go back into the mid-80s without talking about late-night talk show hosts. Yep. They are ruthless. Yep. Mean. Terrible. Yep. In their jokes about Vanessa And she was often referred to as the slut, lesbian, or whore Mm -hmm. when being discussed by politicians and comedians. Okay. This is a terrible story. Yeah. Vanessa even got a letter once telling her that she was worse than Hitler. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, most of... How? I'm sorry, how? Sorry. In the scheme of things, really? No, we're pretty mean to women. We tend to be crueler to black women. Oftentimes in society. But again, Alicia, if Miss Soviet Union had chosen that month to invade, who would have led our defenses? So what is odd here is that Europe can't understand what the big deal is. Yeah. Like they had headlines and talk shows making comments like... What's wrong with Americans? Pretty much. Americans are so uptight. She was just naked. Like they... Yeah. What's the what's the holdup here? Yeah. One of the most crushing blows of the aftermath of the scandal was when Vanessa was offered a role on Broadway by legendary director Mike Nichols. He had called her and asked her to audition to replace Twiggy in My One and Only, a musical based on George and Ira Gershwin's Funny Face. 
Vanessa is beyond excited. Her audition was flawless. And that's her dream is Broadway. When she finished, Mike Nichols said, that was great. Perfect. You're the real thing and we want you in this play. As far as we're concerned, the part is yours. Now we just have to run it by Lenore Lee Gershwin. This is the widow of Ira, who's the executive producer of the show. You know it's coming, right? Lee's not into it. Mike Nichols calls Vanessa the next day and said he has some bad news. And Lee had told Mike Nichols, quote, I just want to be clear. I don't want that whore in my play, unquote. Yikes. Okay. I mean, I realized this was before, like, peak sex tape was happening, but the fact that this is being treated as some sort of, like, sex work incident and not uh-huh. just... Hey, sex work is real work. It is real work. Like, that. that is not my point, but this was not that. No. No. Wow. No, Vanessa Williams really, really, really got screwed. Hey, fellow prude Americans. <laughs> Mike Nichols naturally is like apologizing saying Vanessa I'm devastated but there's nothing I can do she's got the final say can I just say good on him for trying to make that happen though like something because he was Nora Ephron's um, mentor as well right yes yeah Yeah. so yeah so after that incredible disappointment Vanessa remembers thinking okay now I get it this has nothing to do with talent this is going to be harder than I ever imagined This Miss America thing is going to be a huge, huge obstacle. But Vanessa Williams doesn't give up. In fact, if anything, it makes her more determined to succeed. As much as Vanessa took the high road throughout the scandal, she told People Magazine in 1989 about her feelings during the ordeal, saying, I just wanted to get on with my life. So many people have gotten burned by those people that I think they'll eventually get it in the end and die a slow and painful death. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Vanessa. We cannot tell her story here on Trashy Divorces without getting into all of that. Again, I want to thank Melissa O, who did an incredible job in her research for this story. As always. And now we can walk down the trashy marital aisle and talk about Vanessa's first marriage, to Ramon Hervey II. Ramon Hervey was a publicist brought in to help Vanessa during the Miss America scandal and continued on to help her rehabilitate her image so she could work on building her career. As mentioned, the scandal, not surprisingly, had taken its toll on Vanessa's relationship with Bruce. And the more she relied on Ramon, Hmm. the less she relies on Bruce. And eventually... Vanessa and Bruce break up, and Vanessa and Ramon's relationship becomes romantic as well as professional. Soon, the two fall in love. Not terribly long after that, Vanessa becomes pregnant. Ramon went to Vanessa's parents, go to the Williams house, ask for their blessing. Probably a nice change from Bruce. Well, mom and pop, especially mama, weren't too happy about the match. Even knowing that Vanessa was pregnant, Vanessa's mom would have just preferred them not to marry and actually suggested, like, hey, kids, just live together for a little while. See if this is something you want to do. Sounds like mom is wise. Have you met her rebellious daughter, though? Vanessa would not be dissuaded. And in 1987, a 23-year-old Vanessa Williams married a 33-year-old 
Ramon Hervey II. Vanessa hadn't given up on her career as a performer and still had dreams of starring on Broadway, but she's also thrilled about becoming a mother. Vanessa gives birth to her first daughter, Melanie, in June of 1987. Ramon was Vanessa's manager, so they did their best to balance raising their family along with building Vanessa's career. And it's going really well. In 1988, Vanessa records the album The Right Stuff, which includes the hit songs The Right Stuff, Dreaming, and Darling Eye. The album reaches number 38 on the U.S. Billboard 200 and number 18 on the R&B hip-hop Billboard chart. Vanessa also wins an NAACP Award for Outstanding New Artist for the album, as well as a Grammy nomination for Best New Artist. That's great. Things are going great. Their second child was born in June 1989. They name her Jillian. Vanessa admits that it was sometimes a struggle to be fully present in both her personal and professional lives, but said that parenthood has never felt like a burden. It strengthened my outlook on life and made me more ambitious in my career. And her career ambitions are really paying off. She's getting small parts in movies and TV shows now, and in 1991, she has another hit album with The Comfort Zone. The Comfort Zone features the singles running back to you, The Comfort Zone, probably the song we know her best for, Save the Best for Last, and Work to Do. This album, The Comfort Zone, will peak at number 17 on the Billboard chart and reach number one on the R&B hip-hop Billboard chart. Good for her. Nominated for seven Grammys. Wow. Yeah. This is quite the comeback. The single, Save the Best for Last, as mentioned, was an enormous success. It spends five weeks on the top of the Billboard Top 100. Vanessa is 33 weeks pregnant with her third child when she attends and performs at the 1993 Grammy Awards. Let's go back to 1993 and the Grammys here. Save the Best for Last was nominated for Best Song along with Tears in Heaven by Mm. Eric Clapton, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus, Beauty and the Beast by Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson, and Constant Craving by Katie Lang. That's some heavy hitters right there. Eric Clapton ended up winning, but during his acceptance speech, he says, I think Vanessa Williams should have got it because she kept tears in heaven out of the number one spot for two months. (laughs) (laughs) Vanessa gives birth to her third child, a son, named Devin in April of 1993. Vanessa and Ramon bought a home in Chippewa, New York, just a few miles from where she grew up. She loved being back home after living in Los Angeles for the last seven years. And to be fair, the years in Los Angeles and her phenomenal career success had been rough on the marriage. While still out in L.A., Ramon had started R&B Live, which was a platform for R&B artists to perform every Wednesday night. Awesome that it becomes a huge success. It becomes the hot ticket in the L.A. nightclub scene. And Vanessa, as his wife, is very happy about his success, but the competing demands of their careers, as we've seen so often in our journey, really pulling the couple apart. The move to New York seemed to be a perfect choice for Vanessa's peace of mind, for the children's upbringing, and for the sake of their marriage. In 1994, Vanessa Williams will realize her long-desired dream of starring on Broadway. 
Vanessa replaces Cheetah Rivera in Kiss of the Spider Woman. She ends that run on Broadway in March of 1995 and immediately goes on promotional tour for her new CD called The Sweetest Days. But just as she's beginning to go on an international tour, she gets a call from her agent saying that Arnold Schwarzenegger was interested in her co-starring with him in his next big-budget film, Eraser. Hmm. Vanessa wants to do it, but her husband was furious and said that she couldn't because everything's ready for you to go out on tour. (laughs) Not sure if you met Vanessa, rebellious, stubborn Uh Vanessa. She wouldn't budge. She knew she needed to do that movie. She couldn't pass up an action-adventure movie with one of the hottest stars in Hollywood like Ramon. Come on, think about this. Priorities here. Vanessa tries to reason with her husband, telling him that she wasn't canceling the tour he had worked so hard to organize, she was just postponing it. It was legitimately stressful for Ramon as her agent because now he's facing a lawsuit from the promoter in Japan for canceling the tour dates and they had to settle on employment agreements with everyone who had already signed on to go on the tours. They all wanted to be compensated, but Vanessa dug in her heels and insisted on doing the movie. She'll write, And this just led to more tension, more resentment, more pressure on the marriage. As my husband, he should have understood. But as my manager, he was furious. The manager-husband lines had been erased, and husband Ramon had disappeared. All that remained was manager Ramon, and I didn't want to be married to my manager. I wanted my husband back. No big surprise. Soon enough, the couple decides to split. Vanessa Williams writes, The tension between Ramon and me became something we could no longer live with. Marriage counseling, confession, even a new location to start over didn't solve our issues. Their divorce was final in 1997 after 10 years of marriage. Thankfully, they committed to amicable relationships and their split she had three kids, right? Yeah, they yeah. definitely decided to put the kids first. Ramon bought a house close by, and Ramon and Vanessa shared custody. But regardless, it was a difficult time for the family and a hard adjustment for Vanessa, but they all made it through, and she still believes it was the right decision for her children because living in a house with so much stress and tension would have been worse for them. Now's a terrific time. Take another quick break. Okay. We're going to come back to second marriage. Rick Fox. Oh my. See you on the flip. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
If you were a sports ball person mm-hmm. into basketball, you probably know about Rick oh, Fox. Well, yeah, you have revealed me for the sloth that I am. So in 1998, Vanessa's interior designer will tell her, there's this guy, a forward for the Lakers who's gorgeous and you'd make a beautiful couple. And Vanessa said she just wasn't interested. But then Vanessa and Rick Fox end up meeting a few months later and they have instant chemistry. But he was at a party with his date, Tyra Banks. So, well, yeah, they didn't end up dating. But Vanessa got invited to Rick Fox's 29th birthday party when she was in Los Angeles for her movie premiere of Dance With Me. At the party, she invited Rick to come to the premiere of her film the next day. And he came to the premiere and stayed for the after party, although Vanessa and Rick really don't get a chance to spend a lot of time together. As you can imagine, Vanessa at the movie premiere is the center of attention and she dances all night with a lot of different people. Vanessa had become a sincere salsa dancing lover (laughs) while training for the movie. The next day, when Vanessa goes into her hotel room, there are three dozen pink and white roses with a note that reads, thanks for inviting me to the premiere, Rick. She thought it was nice, but Vanessa wasn't really ready for that kind of relationship. And also, Rick was six years younger than she was. She thought that might cause a problem. So Vanessa hops on a plane, flies back home to New York without seeing him again. So Rick Fox had appeared in Spike Lee's He's Got Game in 1998 and was now filming a movie in New York during the NBA lockout in the 1998-1999 season. Rick does not pass up the opportunity to call Vanessa while he's in town. She describes him as giving her the full court press in his pursuit of her. They would be seen out together and the next day a headline would read, Former Beauty Queen Dines with Pro NBA Player. That year, they spent Thanksgiving and Christmas together, and Rick had never been married, but does have a son from a previous relationship, and the kids all get along great, especially Vanessa's son, Devin, and Rick's son, Kyle, and she, Vanessa kind of feels this is all just a little too good to be true, but she also knew in the back of her mind that this can't turn into a long-term relationship because once the NBA strike is over... Rick is going to have to leave and go back to live in Los Angeles for nine months out of the year. Vanessa has no desire to shake her children's stability in that way, and she doesn't want to go back to living in Los Angeles either. The couple will go on a romantic weekend to Rick's hometown in Nassau, Bahamas, and they have an amazing, relaxing, fun time, and Vanessa begins to feel like you do that the relationship feels right. Catching feelings. Catching feelings, relaxing in the Bahamas not long after. Surprise! Vanessa discovers she's pregnant while filming a Lifetime movie in Montreal. She calls Rick with the news, to which Rick replies, Oh my God, that's great! I hope it's a girl. And Vanessa's excited and happy that he's excited about the baby and said, Well, guess what? We're getting married. And he (laughs) laughed and said, oh, yeah, sure. And she replied, laugh all you want. We're getting married. She was not willing to be a single mother to the child. And Rick had already told her earlier that if he didn't marry her, he wasn't going to marry anyone else. So she was unwavering in this decision. Vanessa remembers that 
He never really agreed, <laughs> but never really put up a fight either. And Vanessa jumps right into wedding planner mode. Rick will eventually propose in a very romantic way after flying into New York for the rehearsal dinner. For the rehearsal dinner, perfect time to propose, gets down on one knee and says, my love for you is so deep that you'll never know how much I love you. On September the 26th, 1999, Vanessa Williams married Rick Fox at Holy Trinity Church in New York City. Her daughters, Jillian and Melanie, were her bridesmaids. Her son, Devin, and Rick's son, Kyle, were the ring bearers. And Vanessa remembers the wedding as, quote-unquote, a perfect affair. The next day, Rick leaves for training camp. Vanessa and her kids go back to Chappaqua. Now they were going to live as a bi-coastal couple. Oh, my God. Which we've seen in the past. Yeah, it always works out great. Yeah. No one ever has problems with that. Now, looking back on these events, Vanessa writes, Beware. When a man laughs when you say we're getting married, that's a good sign that there will be issues. <laughs> Sasha Gabriella Fox was born on September the 1st, 2000, and Rick flew in for the birth, but left just the very next day to go to Sacramento because the Lakers were in the playoffs. He played in that NBA playoff game wearing the hospital bracelet with Fox, Girl stamped on it. The marriage had its share of difficulties, mostly resulting from their very busy and conflicting schedules, not living in the same place for the majority of the year. Taking that into account, they will miss many of each other's important events and milestones. About five years into the relationship, Vanessa said there was a noticeable shift. She says noticeable shift. I'm going to go with noticeable shit here because first, the tabloids had published some sketchy photos of Rick with a blonde while at training camp in Hawaii. Hmm. When Vanessa asks her husband Rick about this, his response was a huge red flag. He tried to casually pretend to be doing her a favor by telling her, it's better for you if you're not married to me. You don't deserve this at all, so I'll let you be single so you don't have to deal with me. Is that his way of saying we're getting a divorce? Classy, right? But Vanessa's not ready to end the marriage, and she doesn't want to go through another divorce. And Vanessa actually naively believes her husband that nothing happened with the blonde in the photo, and certainly they can work through their problems. She can make him remember his love for her. How's it go? Well, it turns out a few days later, Vanessa got a call from her husband, Rick, saying he had filed for divorce. Oh, God. And he wanted to give her a heads up because it was going to be announced on ESPN the next day. Thanks, Rick. His publicist makes a statement to the National Enquirer, saying they're heading for a divorce and have been so for the last 18 months. They've virtually been leading separate lives. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This was news to Vanessa. And actually, yeah. yes, this is the next sentence, believe it or not. Vanessa remembers hearing that and thinking this was news to her. <laughs> she called her lawyer to strategize and she said, it's not irreconcilable differences because I don't want to get divorced. So no, I'm not going to agree to that. Hurt and shocked, Vanessa realized that she could not change Rick's mind. He told her he just wasn't, quote-unquote, the marrying kind of guy. Sweet Vanessa. Mm -hmm. 
The couple reaches an amicable agreement about their daughter and finalize the divorce. And after her second divorce, Vanessa focuses on her career in raising her four children. She's very busy on Broadway and on huge television hits like Ugly Betty and Desperate Housewives. I loved Ugly Betty. It was one of my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. In 2019, Vanessa tells Glamour Magazine, My second husband was six years younger than I was. When we got married, I was 36. At the time, I worried about being too old, even though I was still very young. He was in the NBA, which is basically another kind of show business, though it was high profile in a way I hadn't experienced before. We had a different set of issues from those of my first marriage, mostly because we weren't on the same coast for most of it. He was on the road or out in Los Angeles, and after our daughter was born, I was on the East Coast, raising four children and flying across the country every two weeks. No big surprise that mm-hmm. yeah. this one doesn't really work out. Vanessa will save the best for last, does find love. In September 2014, Vanessa will announce that she was engaged on the Queen Latifah show. She'll say, I got engaged. I've had a lot of good things happen. I just got engaged a couple of weeks ago. It has been a lot of blessings. In July 2015, Vanessa Williams marries for the third time. This time, the groom is a businessman, Jim Scripp, whom Vanessa had met while vacationing in Egypt. Vanessa will tell People Magazine, You never know what you'll find and where you'll find it. I was on vacation with my daughter going to Egypt, cruising on the Nile. I wasn't looking for anything. I'd been alone for a number of years and divorced for 10 years at that time. He accepted me for who I was after a wonderful first three-hour date of talking about ourselves. Mazel. Mm -hmm. I love this story. They're very happy. Hope that continues that way. Do have another little bit here about the Miss America organization apologizing in September of 2015. Better late than never, I guess. Save the best for last. In September 2015, Vanessa Williams got a well-deserved and, again, better late than never apology from the CEO of the Miss America pageant. Vanessa was asked to return to the Miss America pageant, but this time as a judge to help choose Miss America 2016. She was taken up on stage by CEO Sam Haskell so he could publicly apologize for the way this scandal was handled. Sam Haskell says, I've been a close friend to this beautiful and talented lady for 32 years. You have lived your life in grace and dignity, and never was it more evident than during the events of 1984 when you resigned. Though none of us currently in the organization were involved then, on behalf of today's organization, I want to apologize to you and to your mother, Miss Helen Williams. I want to apologize for anything that was said or done that made you feel any less than the Miss America you are and the Miss America you will always be. The audience, as well as the contestants on stage, erupted with applause after the apology and Vanessa's eyes filled with tears. After the apology, Vanessa will return to her judge's seat for the remainder of the pageant. But I guess better late than never. No, that's classy. Good on them. You know, Vanessa Williams definitely deserves lasting happiness in this marriage after her first two ended the way that they did. And 
This one with Jim looks like it may just work out for her. Vanessa will tell Glamour, now that I'm on my third marriage, I've realized it's key not to expect one person to be able to fulfill every need in your life. I've got my friend who I go to the theater with, the friend I want to play tennis with. It puts a tremendous pressure on your mate to have to fulfill every desire you've ever had. Ain't that the truth? One yep. person can't be it no. all. You need to have a number of people that yep. supplement different things. It takes a village. That it does. In February of 2022, just this year, Vanessa welcomes her first grandchild hmm. on an Instagram post with a picture of her and her pregnant daughter. She wrote, so proud to welcome my beautiful daughter at Lion Babe into the wonderful, challenging, and most rewarding role in life, motherhood. I'm always here to support, advise, and babysit at any moment. Like a real grandma. Just give me the... Go away. It's yep. fine. Yep. I got this. I can handle. <laughs> Just give me the baby. Go paint the town red. Vanessa Williams really, truly is a woman to be admired for her incredible talent. Not only that, her strength and fortitude. She really is quite a legend. She will always be Miss America in my heart. No, she's. it's quite a career that she has had. And again... Had she chosen to just, like, absorb the criticism and go into hiding and go... No, she mm. got it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to work harder. Oh, this is how it's going to be. Okay. She really is just yeah. a remarkable personality. That one was a lot of fun to cover. Some of you have been asking for that one for a while. That is your Trashy Divorces saga of Vanessa Williams. And I'm going to give trash cans probably to her husband, but... I just like to give her a little tiara. Yep. Give her a little secret room at Wilhelmina Magazine. <laughs> you know, the huge. No, I love it. It's a great story. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this pageant filled episode of Scandal and Love Gone Wrong and Love Turned Right. And people being jerks. God, so many. About dumb stuff. Thanks to Melissa O as well. Yeah, 100%. The heavy lift on that. Y'all, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you spending your time with us. If you need more Trashy Divorces in the meantime, before we come back this weekend, you can check us out at patreon.com slash Trashy Divorces for bonus episodes on the weekly, early and ad-free episodes too. Don't forget, you can always find some free episodes sitting over at bit.ly slash Trash Candy. And until we see you back this weekend, friends, keep those hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy, everybody. Keep those tiaras lined up straight on your head. And polished. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Big love. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey and Alicia with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. 
If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Interested in some trashy divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.